I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan. Oh, five minutes late is nothing. Yeah. What, what are you talking about five minutes late? What what bike ride? What bike race that's closing <laughs> all the mean? streets in and around the studio and the station? Oh, my God. Doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. You know, I forget this happens every year. Except for last year. Well, last year it didn't because of COVID. Obviously. But every year this happens. And there is a... I, I actually don't even know what the bike race is. But it is a bike race. And it closes what feels like every single street in Portland on Sunday morning, right when we're coming in to do this show. So today, at least for me, I'll let Rashad tell his story too. Rashad got here before me, so I'm 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 impressed by that. But uh, you know, I, I live the last time I came here during the bike race, I lived elsewhere. I used to live in my old house and I would take a different way to work, and it would usually spit me out right here on McAdam, and there was McAdam was closed, but they stopped the bikes and let cars go through because a lot of cars were waiting. My new way to work, I have to take 26, and then I get on to 405 South, and I get off the Ross Island exit, and I curve around that way. Well, I'm on 26, and the entirety of 405 South is closed. And I'm like, great. That's right. There's a bike race today. But that's the, the thing I read said bridges will be closed. Bridges will be closed. I said, okay. So if I go downtown, I can avoid the bridges and I can cut through and get to the South waterfront that way. Well, I got down to NATO and where's the bike race? It's on NATO. Shocking. I should have probably thought of that, but I didn't. And I got down to like the second to last light and there's maybe 30 cars waiting at this light. I'm like, oh my God, 
what am I going to do? <laughs> so I, that's when I text Rashad and Joe. I didn't even know Joe was out today, but uh, this is when I texted uh, you and Joe. And I was like, hey, I'm stuck behind the bikes. And Rashad texts me, me too. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this is this is bad. As soon as, I, But luckily, like, uh, towards the uh, end of McAdam, uh, there is a, an, an officer that's kind of waving people. As the bikes kind of slow down, there's an officer that's waving people through. He's like, hey, if you need to turn left, or excuse me, if you need to turn right, go ahead and do that. So luckily, I got there just in the nick. I didn't get here too much before you. I think, I, you the know, I sent that message. What, you don't have a pass into the building. Oh, man, I can, and, still can't find my stupid fob so and then two you wouldn't know what to do <laughs> I, and see that's why i keep asking here. see see boss man this is why i'm asking to to learn how to do the board is because if this ever happens i want to make sure i'm prepared the show must go on baby well you know, so so I, I wound up uh getting up to the front of the light and the cop was up there and he said okay where are you going and i was like i'm trying to get near the old spaghetti factory south waterfront he goes well take this way and uh, you can go down Barber to Hamilton, and you can get onto McAdam there. I went, is McAdam open? He said, yes. I went, okay. Sure, it's open, wide open. Uh, I also, so I was driving that way, and I saw the way I normally would take from that direction, which is like there's a little cut in, and then you can get right in front of the Ross Island Bridge, and you can make a right, and it spits you out right by where we get off. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, that's That's open. So I took that. And I get to McAdam, and McAdam is closed, or like half closed. And it wasn't like we were like late; like we would have been here more than on time, you know. Oh. Had you know, yes. but it was these things every. And I don't know, we're we're surprised every year. I don't know if we just don't have a calendar or no one is coming, but every single year this year we have the same reaction, which is usually an expletive. Well, it's this is the first time the show is actually late because of it, um, and that's because uh, I got stuck at McAdam again. And so I pull up next to the cones at McAdam where our, our street is. And I, I like waved the cop over and I was like, dude, I got a situation. I, was, I looked at my watch. I was like, my show started one minute ago right there. I need to get in there. This and he goes, okay. And he blocks the race. And then he's like, drive over the cone. I don't care. I drove over the cone. And then I, I, I got here. This is the first time the show has ever been late. Yes. You know, do you remember that time? I guess it's a funny story now that uh, we thought we were supposed to be at the golf course. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and we we get all the way. What's the name of the of the course? Pumpkin Where, Ridge. Pumpkin Ridge for the for the uh, Winco uh, Foods open, you know. And so uh, we think we're supposed to be there because the the year prior, and I think the two years prior, we like had actually three years prior. Yeah, we had actually had the show on location there, so it was awesome and great event. Super super fun afterwards, and so we were really excited. Like here we go, we get to do this again this year, and it got there, and none of the 1080 stuff was set up. Everything was gone. We didn't yes. see Rick. We didn't see anyone. It was like, uh, so I, okay. I, I wound up calling. I think it was our boss, Jeff. And I was like, hey, we're at Pumpkin Ridge, but there's nothing here. Well, it was Rick. And oh, he was, was like, it? man, he was like, oh, no, I don't I don't think there is a show up there, you know, today. And then I, then that's when you call boss man and was like, yeah, we're, you know, we're only only the uh, the weekday the shows. Weekday shows. It's like, oh. And I was like, it would have been great to know that. And we hauled ass because yeah. that's like deep in like Forest Grove area. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's technically in Hillsborough or Forest Grove, but deep twenty six. you know what I'm saying? Like and we and we deep. got there and it was like eight thirty, and we were like, all right, we got thirty minutes. We're gonna set up, you know, we're gonna make sure we're all ready to go and we're gonna do the show. And we had to turn around and just be like, well, let's pray that we get there on time. And somehow 
I think we got here at like 8.57. Just as the show was starting. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I, I mean, I think uh, at the time Jesse was uh, was doing an update and was kind of like, I guess these guys aren't aren't coming. And yep. then in, in we walk. So, you know, to, to save the day. So this wasn't as, you know, bad. But, but I mean, dang, first late start. That kind of sucks. It, well, it's going to make for a funny story. That's what it's going to do. It only do. took us like eight years to get one. So Well, that is true you know. as well. That is, uh, it's just like. Definition of punctual. I, I, it's funny because I, I don't, I would never care about these kind of things ever, but it's like, I get it. It's a bike race. It's cool. You know, we can do it again. People are vaccinated. Hey, go, go ride your bikes. Go do that. But when you have places to be and it's not like, oh, I want to go do this on a Sunday. It's like, hey, I have to go to work. And you have to be there, like, especially in radio where the show starts. Yeah. You can't be, like, five minutes late and be like, oh, sorry, I'm late. It's not a concert, you know, so you got to make sure when the show show starts at 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 3 p.m., whenever it is. Well, even, like, imagine if you worked at, like, a regular store and you were opening the store. It wouldn't be the end of the world if you got caught behind some bikes and opened at 9.05. No. But it's like... The show is starting. <laughs> I think it depends on the store, though. Like, if it's Fred Meyer or Safeway, people are going to be pissed about that. But well, if, it's, if it's your local corner store or, you know, local restaurant, nobody's really bugging that you're a few minutes late. Uh, but, yeah, so it was just one of those where I, I pulled the power move with, with the police officer. I, I, like, waved him over. I was like, dude, I was like, I have to get in there. He goes, yeah, you got to go all the way up. There's a street up there you can make a right, and you can get into the south waterfront. And I was like... I don't have time to wait in this line of 50 cars that are sitting at lights and can't turn because the bikes are blocking the road. And he was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, officers. He was always, like, go. I was every, like, you want me to run over the cone? He goes, I don't care. Just run every over the year. Cone. There's usually one officer. That's just going to be the stickler. Nah, can't do that. Got to wait. Well, you had, but a then there's experience. always one. There's always one. That's like, you know what? Go ahead. You yeah. know, just go ahead and turn here. Make this a legal turn. Just don't hit anybody type thing. Like, so shout out to those officers that are making sure that we can get in to do our show. I very much appreciated the guy who, because he had just stopped the bikes to let cars through, but it was the opposite direction of cars. And I was like, somebody just look at me and please realize and if, I need to be here. And if I was a cop, I'd be, I mean, I wouldn't be, this isn't really the the, the duty that you want today. No. Doing you're basically a traffic cop for the most part. That's this probably isn't what you want it to be doing. You I mean, I'm not sure if maybe you get the volunteer for this part or something like that, but if you if you looked at your assignment for the day and saw that it was doing the bike, it's like, oh damn it. <laughs> not again. Well, we are here for a show today. We were out last week. Uh the 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 summer of this show has been interesting because we've all been off on various times. I had a couple of weeks in a row. I'm gonna be out again. In two weeks, I believe it is. So, you know, it's just, it's summer. We're all taking our vacation days. Weekends, of course, are going to be included in that. So the show has been kind of inconsistent. But Rashad and I are here today, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We missed a whole bunch of huge, huge, massive Blazer signings. Yeah, man. Like the biggest signings you could have possibly imagined. Free agency was a hit. Oh, man. One of the best ever. Yes. I think, yeah. So we'll talk about that. And uh, we got gold medal for Team USA after looking really bad to start the Olympics. Now I'm going to be up front with you. I did not watch one single game, but... Uh, we can talk about it if that's uh, interesting. I watched a couple. So I just I'm not an Olympics I, guy. I at saw all. some stuff and I, I made an observation. Actually, I watched a few of the games. And I made an observation that I kind of wanted to share with you. Cool. We yeah. can do that as well. So text in 503-250-1080, and uh, we will get your text there and interact with us throughout the show. You can also find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. 
And uh, if you miss any of the show and you want to hear it back, you can find it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast after the show. But next, Blazers offseason is going on right now. And if you wanted good news that was going to keep Damian Lillard here, I'm not sure you got that. Or you did because, well, he loves Cody Zeller. That's his guy. That's next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday here on your Sunday morning. It is 9-19. Rashad reminded me that uh, the NFL season is just Woo. four weeks away. Woo. Four weeks? Is that what it is? When, when is opening game? Opening game is September 9th, I think. If that's the case, then it's five weeks away. Okay. But I will double check that for you. Because there's only three weeks of the preseason, remember. Oh, that's right. There's only three weeks of preseason. It is September 9th, though. Yeah, so... Technically, five weeks, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, we have five Sundays to do our little preview stuff and uh, we get start you... next week. We can, or we can do it today. Either way, either way, either way is fine. Well, how about this? <laughs> if we have time today, we will begin previewing in the NFL and the divisions and the and the new players and where they are and what to expect, the new coaches and all that kind of stuff. But if the uh, basketball discussion takes too long, well, then we will do it next week. How about Sounds that? Good. Okay. I like it. All right. So, again, 503-250-1080 is the text line. We have our Ask Anything texter, and he says, fan personality you would most trust with your children and the one you would least trust with your children. Easy. Dusty, the one I'd probably trust the most. Because he has kids kid. of his own. Because he has kids of his own, and Dusty's just a, he's just a nice guy. He's kind of know? just a dad at this yeah, point. He's, yeah, Dusty's just a, just a dad dude. So, and then... Uh, Probably least I don't know. Rob seems like the kind of the kind of dad that would give his kid some beer. Hey, you want to try this? Yeah, just take a sip. Like I mean, that kind of kind of seems like Rob, not like in a bad way, but just like oh yeah, you want you want to take a sip? You think it tastes like soda? Here, try it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone here that I would least like to leave. Well, I mean, I think I think with. naturally you would pick the people who don't have kids, 
And then you would pick the people whose lifestyle doesn't really fit taking care of a kid for a little while. And I'm thinking about all the guys that are and here. I think, and I think least would be dirt for me. I'm I saying dirt's be, the only one without without kids at this point, right? Uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Technically, I don't have kids. I just have. Yeah. They're in my relationship, but I, you know, if I, if you were staying at my apartment with, you know, I wouldn't have kids there. Um, I think I would say least for dirt because he'd just be out golfing and drinking. So what what is he going to take care of your kids you, with? You, I mean, you might your kid might come back with the killer swing. And then most, I I don't know. I mean, I thought of Dusty too because it it just I was thinking of people with kids. It's probably Dusty. Yeah. So so can That's I say this? Pick. Or you? Oh well, I think I'd be amazing with kids. They'd be really. I mean, you really have bored. a son. You yeah. Think you'd I mean, be amazing with kids? Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, I my son. You, I think you know you're amazing with kids. Well, you know, here's the cool part: with working kids. with kids like it's I'm I'm great at that. But my son just. He's at that point where he just does not want to kick it with dad. Like, I'm trying to, like, hey, man, come out here and watch TV with me, or let's, let's go do this outside. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay here and, like, super, super lazy. We're, we're working on that. But dang, man, get up and do do something. I did want to say something. I saw a post that we put up on, our, on, on, the, uh, on the fans' Facebook, and it asked which fan personality would win in, a, like, a boxing match. Oh, yeah, match. soup. I don't know how we do. So we just conveniently, we just going to leave out the weekend, guys, huh? I'm not here. Nobody's going to. It's Suk. Suk, I'm calling. No, probably not. But Suk, Suk is the easy answer. No, Suk, Suk is a big guy too. Like for those who like, I understand. Like the the he's much smaller than he was at yes. a point, but now it's like you you can see it's it's that offensive line, offensive lineman. After they stop playing, like they tend to kind of trend the other way and get smaller as other guys, other positions get bigger and wider. But offensive line, look at all Schlereth, all the guys like mm-hmm. that are on TV. Like you well, know, it's not Jeff Saturday, three hundred and thirty pounds for the whole your whole life, you know. So I think no, a lot no, of those yeah, guys are but like, it's no, but when I say slim down, it goes from not just oh you lost some weight, it's like nah, bro, you look you look great. Like what have you been doing? So Suk is definitely probably hitting the heavy bag uh, a few days a week. Yeah, if you were wa- following along on Twitter on that, Suk posted a very, I would say, regrettable picture from Iceland. I don't know what he was doing reading that from Iceland, but. Um, People like literally, it was the like everyone was picking Suk, right? Like people were like, "Oh, this person who would finish in second was basically what it was." Suk, yeah. And uh, Suk posted a gym selfie with him in the mirror sideways, like super flexing his arm with like the cut off shirt. And I'm like, "We know that you're big, dude. We don't need to see this picture." <laughs> He's like, "I don't know. I've been training for this my for for the last like year or so." I'm like, "Suk, what are you doing, man? Don't be gym selfie guy." Uh, I mean, don't be the dude who's like if you don't do taking it taking mirror selfies now, and then listen, posting it on twitter to brag there's a you're not jim selfie guy unless this is it's a reoccurring thing if this is something you do every day then yeah you're you're corny but if you want to post the pic to show everybody the the gun show then, no 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 he did he yeah. had that pic holstered he was in iceland that was on yeah, his phone hey exactly i didn't post it but yes gotta check the progress man no, no, no. what i mean is that was already on his phone i understand which means how many others of those are on his phone there's probably it doesn't matter if i is how many do i post that's no. the important part no i keep as many of those guy. as i need no. to i can take as many of those as i need to like the guys that post them all those are the weirdos but if i'm talking about you not you if you're one to listen, if you're one of those guys out there is listening, not you. You're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here. You're listening. You're you're cool. Yeah, you're straight. But yeah, like, come on, guys. You don't need to take 55 gym selfies and send them around. Come on now. You don't I mean, need to do that. Don't send them around, but maybe just you, maybe you just keep one to show people a girl wants a pic. Oh, sure. Here you go. And they're gonna they're gonna Shirt prefer the gym like selfie to to the regular picture I, of you. I, sometimes, 
Sometimes. sometimes. I would I would imagine so. <laughs> you send the nice one first. See, guys, you got to listen. You send the nice one first. You know, you get get nice, you know, nice shirt, you know, maybe not a hat unless you don't have a great hairline, and then, yes, probably a hat. But, you know, after that, when she asks for another figure, oh, you look like you're great, you have a great body. Bing. That's the sound that your notification makes once you get a text message. Bing. Okay. And then, there, and then there you go. You know, what I'm saying hard body pick. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's that. Maybe that'll work on a certain type of girl, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm the I'm, mm. mind you, and only send it if they ask, fellas. For any picture, let's just be clear. Yes. You know what I mean? Only send it if if they're asking for it. If not, then don't be that guy. We all know a guy we're talking about. All well, the Rashad's got games, so maybe you do listen to him. Just huh? listen. Just listen to me. I promise, I'm not going to steer you wrong. I promise. You were so, I don't you were like so you. frustrated then, at me because I met my girlfriend so quickly when I started dating again, and you were like, "Mike, bro, come on, man." You didn't like. You didn't go out and experience. I was like, I, "It's not that I didn't want to. It's yeah. just this is what happened." Yeah. No, I mean, I all, fell for the first person I met. It my, was great. I always, you know, like to look out for my for I my the, guys that was in the situation. Button. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I always like to look out for my guy. And the end, okay, bro. That's what we want, and I'm with it. Yeah, I like it. I'm happy, and that's there all. That, that's all and, that matters. And right? as the homie, all you can do is be like, "Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm with you." Well, then you met her, and then you were like, "All right, she's I get cool. it." Yeah, she's cool. She's yeah. cool people. I like yeah. her. All right. Well, there's another segment. Whole segment. You know well, what I'm but I mean, look, we started the show late, so come on, we're running a little bit behind. How about this? We're gonna I'll get. We're gonna get back on track. We're gonna get back on time, and we're gonna talk, uh, start talking about the Blazers off season next. This is. Sports Sunday on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.30 here on your Sunday morning. We'll get to a little uh, Team USA as well today, but let's start with the Blazers' offseason so far. As a recap, we're unsure if Damian Lillard really wants to stay or not. He said he hasn't fully made up his mind on what he, he plans to do, although he said that the reports out there that he's asked for a trade are false. So that's where it begins. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and basically says, while he's in Tokyo, 
that to think that this roster is a championship roster is a joke, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. But that is basically what he said. And so far this offseason, what the Blazers have done is certainly not going to keep Damian Lillard in the black and red for very much longer. So far in the draft, they did not have a first-round pick. That went to Houston for Robert Covington. They bought into the second round, took a, took a guy out of Texas who is very athletic and also has uh, issues with caring about playing. But, you know, it's a flyer on a guy. And then in the offseason, or in free agency, I should say, they re-signed Norm Powell. Cool. Five years, 90 mil. And uh, I guess reports were saying that people expected him to stay there all along. So I guess all the extra stuff the Blazers did last year to try to make Norm happy was good. Like, he was happy here, which is that's right. a positive. And then beyond that, they signed uh, Cody Zeller, center. Often hurt, but good defensively. Much better than his Cantor defensively. They signed Ben McLemore who is both a forward and a center. He can shoot a little bit of a reclamation project. I would say, you know, he was a lottery pick back in the day from Kansas and has never really panned out, but as a bench player, he could be a decent guy. And then Tony Snell on a, on a minimum deal. Again, a guy who doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he hits a ton of them. So he's like, I think he has like a 40% three point percentage, but he only shoots like three a game. So um, he'll hit his threes when he takes them. And he's a really good defender for a while. He was actually considered one of the better defensive defensive guards in the NBA. So that so far has been the team's offseason. Which is kind of disappointing. But the one thing that I've been saying a lot, and I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm, I'm, I want to be very, very clear before everybody freaks out about the offseason, is the Blazers were never going to do anything in the draft. They didn't have a draft pick. Trading into the draft signifies that Dan wants to leave and is leaving, so you want to get younger, Right. And they didn't have a lot to work with in free agency. We knew that going in. We knew they didn't have a lot of money. We knew that Portland doesn't attract free agents. So what they got was the best that they could do at those positions. Even Dame said it in a press conference. He said, you know, you look down the list and you go after the guys you want most, but they choose to go other places and you get, you get the guys who want to come work with us. What this leaves us with is a roster that is incomplete. And the only thing in my mind that will win this offseason for the Blazers and do something enough is you got to make trades now. That That's where, like, Blazer fans are like, oh, this offseason's a failure. It might be, but there's still time to make trades before the season starts to actually help balance this team back out. So although it's frustrating so far, although what they've done so far is not what will keep Damian Lillard here long term, Although I don't believe that Neil O'Shea has the balls to do it, there still is time for him to find them and make a big trade to actually try to balance this roster. This is, this is, I'm trying to find the right words because I don't, I don't want to sound angry because I was angry at first. You know, I think like most, most Blazer fans are just kind of like, man, what are, are we doing? The best thing that could have happened is just signed, re-signing Norman Powell. That's number one. That was the first priority. That was most important. If that was, if there was anything that you really needed to make sure that you were still going to be competitive, it was trying to make sure you can keep Norman Powell. It sucks. You still have three, you know, 
same guards that are the same size in the starting lineup, one, two, three. But, you know, whatever. That was the best option you had as far as free agents that actually you had a chance to get Norman Powell. So I guess you can look at that as a free agency signing for Portland finally. As far as making sure you get a guy that's you know has some type of substance, I would know, argue that might be one of the best free agency probably, signings. I mean, in his Portland numbers are, are. I mean, his, his numbers are probably better than Brian Grant's. I'll have him in front of me, but I know Brian Grant was a beast at first. But Norman Powell's a dude that probably that not probably would be averaging twenty points a game if he were the number two on the team. So glad that you resigned him. That was good. But then you went and signed Cody Zeller. And we knew that. I think we talked about Cody Zeller a few weeks ago, so we kind of knew that was coming. Cody Zeller, if it was, if this were college, this would be great. Awesome. <laughs> you know, we got Cody Zeller, one of the Zeller boys, but he's been in the NBA now for about seven years or something like that. Like, I think we've seen what, who. Well, I mean, he's of, a bench center. No, he's, you know, and that's fine, but none of these signings make us better than last year. Well, and that's the issue that I have is because with all the struggles that Portland had, you had at least guys that were like, okay, like when cancer came into the game, defensively, you knew he get worked. Offensively, you knew there's probably not a lot of centers that can hold him. You know, Embiid, uh, Jokic, some others, but the, the list is short of guys that can actually stop Cantor from scoring and from doing his thing on, his, on the offensive rebounding tip or just rebounding in general. There are a few centers in the league that are as good as Cantor offensively. Defensively is where he struggled. You lose him. Uh, we love Carmelo Anthony. He was amazing, you know, and uh, well, not amazing, but amazing for the Blazers and what he was asked to do in his role. And now that part is gone. Um, you're just you, you don't look like the same team from last year. You got the same starters and that's cool. But the bench has always been the Achilles heel for Portland next to defense. And with this bench looking the way it does, I've, you know, and then then you go and sign Tony Snell. And I think that was the part that every fan was like, OK, I'm out. No, thank you. Like, I don't want to. Although he was tied to the Blazers all offseason, too. Tony Snell was somebody, a name that we'd heard, but it was like, is this really going to really gonna get Tony Snell? That's the, that's the home run hit that you're looking for. And if you're Neil O'Shea, I suppose you, he's put the Blazers in such financial, you know, uh, in such a bad financial spot that, unfortunately, this is, this is what you're left with. Well, okay. I, that's why I preface my whole point with what I said was, the Blazers were never getting these free agents that were better than Tony Snell, right? We uh, Getting Norman Powell is great, but we have to understand that Tony Snell is the type of player the Blazers get in free agency. That's just no. that simple. And what the team wanted to do this offseason, which we've heard from multiple reporters, is they wanted to get better defensively as a bench unit and have guys who could guard multiple positions, right? And then that's why I said it's incomplete because right now your bench unit is, you know, it's, it's like three guys, and I guess, you know, you got Little and Simons and hope that they can kind of take a step up and, and be better this year. But I think that's what they did is they got guys who are versatile defensively. Tony Snell is a great defender. Cody Zeller is a great defender. Ben McLemore, eh. but, you know, I think that's just more of a flyer on a guy. So that is what they decided to do, and this is the thing, and that's why I say the trade is the most important. And that's why that report that came out from the guy from Bleacher Report, Jake Fisher, this week was so infuriating that before the draft, he said, now these are these are not the trustworthy reporters, so sometimes take it with a grain of salt. You know, you, they can hear things that are wrong. But if it's true, it's frustrating that before the, the draft, the Blazers and the Raptors were discussing a trade for CJ and Pascal Siakam. 
And the Blazers said no. The Blazers said no. Now, if that report is true, the only logical explanation I have for that is because that was before they got Norman Powell to resign before the draft. So if they so if they didn't want to have no two, no shooting guard, they had to keep a CJ for now, get Norm Powell back, now all trade avenues are open again. So that's the only logical bit of sense I can make from that. However, when has Neil O'Shea done anything logical when it when it comes to trading in the the guys that he drafts and trying to make this team better? Because getting Pascal Siakam makes this team better immediately. Absolutely. It fills a huge hole that you have. Because right now Robert Covington's playing out of position at the four. For, and for more than one way. Yes. Uh Siakam and CJ are equal in terms of like I would in terms of like talent skill level as a and maybe game is a, is the right way to put it mm. but I view Siakam as having a higher ceiling than CJ. Like I, I when I say game I mean what Siakam does best and what CJ does best they're pretty equal at that. Uh I don't Not know like, Siak, Siakam gives you a lot more defensively he's longer he can get to the like he's Siakam right. is a better player than CJ. CJ is a better scorer. That's I would what I'm saying. That. Yes, absolutely. What he gives you best is defense mm-hmm. and you know he's a good offensive player. That is equal to CJ's level of offense. Absolutely. CJ is one of the best offensive. Like, to to put this in perspective, and CJ is one of the the new president of the Players Association, yes. mind you. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations yes. to CJ McCollum. Uh, but he is a great scorer. CJ is, for the past, uh, what, seven years of his career, uh, has been a 20-point-a-night scorer. That's you know, the minute he came off the bench after year number two, he became he started scoring 20 and never looked back and actually kind of scores more in the playoffs like so cj is a guy that any team could really use and i think that's why he's that that he's always been the blazers uh when trade talks come up whose name do you bring up they never bring up nurkic also he's the most tradable asset. he's the most tradable asset you have that's not damian lillard and so i I, honestly i think man at this point cj's days are kind of numbered as a blazer because I think hopefully O'Shea O'Shea sees that you're not going to do much with him at this point. And so if you can't do anything <laughs> with him, then maybe you should try to get something for him. This is what other great general managers do. Yeah. But you, the key the word you said is great. And if he sees what he's doing, CJ or Neil is such a CJ infatuation that it stopped he anything does. from happening in the past. Also, what has Neil O'Shea done recently to show you that he's competent at his job? Oh, nothing, right. nothing. And this is why somebody needs to, Either step in and fire him or come in and consult and say, yeah, no, this is what, well, that's not, not what you're supposed to do. He would have you been know? fired already if that was happening, but Jody Allen doesn't care. Do you think she doesn't care because maybe she just doesn't know as much about what is supposed to I be going no on I have no idea. Here? You know? Appa- apparently, she is the hardest person to get a read on because nobody has people near her that they know. Like she's Her bubble is so tight and small and closed that nobody really knows anything. So I have no idea. All I know is that she's willing to spend into the luxury tax which is good, right? She's willing to spend the money that she has on the team. That's a positive. You don't want an owner who doesn't want to do that. You don't want an owner who's really cheap. We have a lot of teams that suffer from that. Um, other than that, I have no idea. You know, she was at some of the games last year, but maybe Neil O'Shea is great at smooth talking her into believing what his vision is. When the when the great Paul Allen was alive, how many times did you hear the name Jody Allen? Uh, once when the story came out of her on the yacht with the navy seals you know that's that's you know pretty pretty much it you know and so like we knew when uh, uh when paul allen died like who's gonna take over the blazers like he doesn't really have like a close 
air or anything. Like, who's going to do that? And so I don't know if maybe she just doesn't know as much about the game and about what a good general manager and especially in a sport is supposed to look like. And if you're the Blazers, your your franchise is making money and uh, you've got fans, at least when you're able to have fans, you've got fans in the building, people are watching you on TV. So it's not like you're, you're, you're hemorrhaging money or anything like that. So if you're looking at the numbers and I'm, I haven't seen them, but they probably look great and you don't know what they're supposed to, you know, look like or what they could look like if you made certain changes. So I don't know. There's a lot to consider, you know, there, but, I, at this point, man, um, I'm just kind of throwing my hands up and say, man, you know, take the wheel. Like at this point, there's there's nothing as as fans that we can do. We can't keep bitching about it. The, clearly, Olshay isn't listening to us. Well, yeah, and care about that. So it's well, you know. and, and again, and actually, no, I'll, I'll I'll say this now, and then we'll go to break. I said this at the beginning of the off season, and this is what I truly believe. If there are not major changes this season, it is an utter failure up for this team and this and this GM. One hundred percent. There is still time for there to be a major change. Obviously, we all as fans think that CJ McCollum should be traded. Signing Norman Powell gives you way more freedom to do that because you have a guy who's already playing out of position at the number three, who you can slide back into the number two. You have a guy who's playing out of position at the four, or at least maybe not out of position, he can play the four, but he's more natural at the three and Robert Covington. You can you can balance the roster way better. I think Pascal Siakam is a home run. If Toronto's willing to trade that dude, go get him. Seriously. He had a little bit of a down year last year. Buy low. Go go get him when his value is at the lowest it's going to be. You know, I, I think the Ben Simmons stuff is is dead and gone. Which is craziness to me, but, but okay. You know, there's apparently Daryl Morey is asking for the moon for Ben Simmons, a guy who wants to leave, who can't hit a free throw, who is at the worst point in his career, whose value is the lowest as ever it's ever been. And the report was out that the Warriors turned down an offer for Ben Simmons that included James Wiseman, uh, like three first round the, the picks, draft picks, probably the first couple of tri- uh, the four, four first round picks, James Wiseman. And uh, I forget the other player that was in, but another pretty good player just for Ben Simmons. And it's like, are you kidding me? You want to give up your entire future and present for Ben Simmons? So Daryl Morey has a really high price on him. So clearly the idea of getting Ben Simmons is out the window unless Damian Lillard is going there in a trade. And then also the reports are out that Ben Simmons doesn't want to live in Portland because he's a socialite and he wants to live in California. Remember, he's dated Kendall Kendall Jenner. So he's in that whole world. It's cool, Ben Simmons. Portland probably doesn't really want you there. You know, it's it's it, it, to be to be honest. Like I it, think we that know, could be like avoiding. Yeah, we know how good how talented Ben Simmons can be because like, and Giannis just proved like, man, you can win and not have to and not shoot a jumper. Like, and so I mean, maybe that was some motivation for Ben Simmons moving forward. But from everything we've heard, uh, doesn't practice, doesn't try to get better. It's kind of a jerk to to a lot of people. Um, Michael Blackson, who is a comedian, uh, was on uh, a, a radio show, I want to say it was a, a breakfast club or something like that. And, you know, he talked about how ben, he was friends with Ben Simmons, tried to, like, help him out when he moved to Philly because he's from Philly and stuff like that and thought it was funny. And, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, tried to get at his girl. Like, that's that's weirdo stuff. So, yeah, he's not super, super welcome for, probably by a lot of Blazer fans. But if he actually came – and he started balling, I'm pretty sure people would forget about that. Of course. Um, you know, so I, I think that's probably gone, though. The pipe dream of getting 
Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. That's that's uh, that's gone. This is what it is, Blazer fans. This this is this is this is our team. But you know, we got to embrace them. And well, you don't have to embrace them. And I think I'll, I'll say that next. I'll ask that question next, and you can text in as well. If they do not make a major trade, if Pascal Siakam is not here, hell, if Bradley Beal's not here, Bradley Beal all of a sudden is not happy in Washington again. He had the side eyes emoji. His wife put a side eyes emoji out on Twitter. Like things might be happening there. Although that's again having three smaller guards in your lineup. But Bradley Beal is really good. At least one of those smaller guards would be Bradley Beal. Yes. Um, if none of that happens and you roll the same starting five out next year, Dame, CJ, Norm, Covington, Nurkic, and the bench is this. Maybe if LaMarcus comes back and you want to bring him back off the bench, you know, that helps a little bit and that helps fill out the backup four position. That's your team. What are you going to do? Text in 503-250-1080. We'll talk about that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 503-250-1080 is the text line. If nothing else changes outside of a couple of more bench pieces, maybe maybe LaMarcus Aldridge comes back out of retirement and wants to play for the Blazers. I don't know. How are you going to feel? What are you going to do? Are you going to watch? Are you going to bail on the team this year? You know, how are you going to deal with that eventuality? Text us 503-250-1080. This text says, Dame is going. Just got to hope you get more than Ben Simmons. Kyrie is supposedly interested and not happy with Brooklyn. What? Shocker. Is that actually real? Yeah, uh, that's what I've we've heard that you know he's Kyrie's, interested in the Blazers. He's dropped. I think he dropped like Rock Nation as his you know uh, representative and stuff like that. Like he's I don't think he's I don't know if he's interested in the Blazers. Probably not. But Kyrie is uh, he's a personality I don't want anywhere near my team. I'll I'll be perfectly honest with you. Similar Ky- to Ben Simmons, maybe? Kyrie. <laughs> no, because Kyrie is uber talented. There's I think there's only maybe two, three. I people meant personality in the league. wise. Oh, personality wise, he's I think he's worse. Might be worse than Ben Simmons, but Kyrie just offensively, I don't know if you can find a better score or a better talent than Kyrie Irving. There might be maybe offensively, Kevin, Durant. maybe KD and. <laughs> possibly Harden, Steph, Steph, you know what I mean? The list is short. Like, there's not a lot of people that can do what Kyrie does with the ball. That said, man, we saw how great of a leader he was when he was in Cleveland without LeBron. We saw how great of a leader he was in in Boston, who was actually really good before he got there, and then he left and they got good again all of a sudden. So, and then, you know, Brooklyn didn't really need him. You know, if it were if it were a healthy KD and James Harden, do you think Brooklyn could have won a championship? Probably. You know, it's it, think things are things are different. So, well, but I mean, I feel like Kyrie is great, but Kyrie is also a, a, one of those personalities that can, you know, I remember when he came back, and you probably remember this as well. So he had his for his issues for whatever. We still don't know why he left. You know, why he left his team multiple times during the year. And if it's mental health issues, then make sure you take your time to to deal with those. But he didn't offer any explanation to his team, to his teammates, to his front office, to his coach, anybody. And so he had his first interview back and the way he was just kind of, you know, laying down on the on the bench or excuse me, on the on the dresser or wherever he was when he was having his interview and just like, man, you this kid really just does not does not care. It's one of those I'm here so I won't get fined situations. He, he is a strange And if he just said I'm here because I won't get fined or so I won't get fined, I think people would probably be like, oh, that's funny. And I, I might like Kyrie now, but he doesn't seem like the most likable guy. 
So this text says, I think Dan's going to leave because we're stuck in a corner. It's like watching a slow motion car crash. It does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? Like, we know that there is a way out, but the driver of the car is incapable of doing it for whatever reason. He's frozen. He's scared to make the really aggressive maneuver to avoid the slow motion car crash. And we're just sitting here watching it, watching the same off season we've watched for the last seven years where you make little moves around the edges and you try to change the bench unit to find a little bit of a spark. And it's just like, when is, when is it going to get to the front office of the Blazers that what they are doing is no longer acceptable losing in the first round of the playoffs every year. You can't just keep doing that. Do you ever think that maybe this is in some weird way, this is the plan tank for whatever reason, like get rid of your stars, start over. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Like, cause there's no real reason, you know, to look at this team and, and say that, Oh yeah, they, they should be able to compete. I, I'm there's, there's not a shot in hell. Like, all the every pundit every year picks the Blazers to finish the bottom of the West for the most part, and if they are in the playoffs, it's for a seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth seed, which is right around where the Blazers typically are. And and really, they overperform every year. Damian Lillard, which is why we applaud him so much, because every year with this roster, he overperforms. You mean every year? they play their hardest every regular season game when other teams are benching their stars and taking it easy, and they win a lot more than we expect. But, I mean, I don't want to say that, but, I mean, yeah, in a, in a nutshell. Is that not true? In a nutshell, yeah. That's pretty much, you know, how, how it happens. And The Blazers you play know, every regular season game like it's their last. And thank, and thank God for load management because there's a lot of guys that, that, you know, didn't play those games against the Blazers. Because, and really, the Blazers should feel a way about that. Because you don't do load management for the tough games. Mm-hmm. Like, Kawhi's not going to sit out when he's playing the Lakers. Like, I'm suiting up for that game. But Portland, eh, you know what? Load management. I, I got to rest this knee for a night. Like, you should be offended by that because teams kind of look at you as pushovers. I always wondered if it was more of a geographical thing. Like, it was in the midst of an eight-game road trip, and they came up to the Northwest, and it's like the furthest away they could be from home, and that's the game they decide to rest their players but I, could, I, I don't know. I, don't I could know. get that. I mean, that that would make sense, you know, I suppose. But you should still feel bad. Like, there was a time where you come to Portland, you're not resting. What do you mean? You're going to rest against Rasheed Wallace and Scotty yeah, Pippen and those guys? No, yeah, we got a game to win. You know, so that's 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 new. This uh, this text says, do what we always do. Watch the Blazers, hope for the best, get fooled again. <laughs> I th- and it sounds bad, but I, this is the thing, what though. else can you do? I don't think Blazer fans are going to get fooled again. I think they have finally at this point, because I, look, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, where just like a year or two ago, I thought Neil O'Shea was a good GM because he was able, the, some of the small moves he made wound up working out, right? And some of the like later round draft picks he had made were pretty solid players. You know, I always go back like Will Barton. He drafted him in the second round. Has turned into a regular NBA contributor. I think the signing of Seth Curry was a pretty good, you know, yeah. signing. So there's been some some nuggets in between there. It's kind of retaining those guys that's been a bit of the issue. Like you let go of Will Barton, and luckily he didn't turn into Jermaine O'Neal, but he turned into a really good well, NBA that, player. That was know, in the air in a follow trade that, um, at the time seemed correct, but wound up being miserable. Yeah, uh, that was after West tore his Achilles. You were like, we need somebody, and that, that team was good. 
That was the good Blazers Not team. offering Wesley Matthews a, a contract. And then Wesley Matthews goes off and wins himself a championship and still has Wes. No, listen, for the I'm next ex- like three next, next three years, Wes had a pretty good NBA career. I'm accepting For the next that, few though. years. You know, it's hard to trust the guy coming off an Achilles tear to get back anywhere near his level. That's, uh, that's I'm true, not mad about them letting go Wes. I mean, I'm... I don't think people are, but in hindsight, then you look at how good Wesley Matthews, he was able to have a solid few few years in Milwaukee, and then eventually went to go play a, a pretty you know significant part in the Lakers winning their championship. So it's like, I mean, Wes had a few years after that and like nothing, you know, not not making a, a run at a, at Nick, who ended up having a pretty, some pretty good years in Charlotte. Like, I mean, those are guys that, and then you look back, but, like, but damn, Tim got massively overpaid. He he did, but then you look back and like, damn, man, you probably could have used Batum's little fifteen a night. That might that might have been good. So there have been some 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 whiffs in between there, a lot of whiffs in between there. Let's not forget about Zach Collins, who nobody is mad yes. that Z Easy is. That gone. is, I I don't know if I agree that the first two that you said are whiffs, but Zach Collins, a hundred percent. That that what well, that is the crux of Neil O'Shea as a GM. Was he drafted Myers Zach? Leonard. Was he drafted Zach Collins ahead of Bam Adebayo and Donovan Mitchell and John Collins, three guys who are really good to great NBA players, and he took Zach Collins as a foundational pillar. That's where everything turned. The guy who didn't start on his own college team it was considered a project. You took yes. him at the eleventh. Like what? Whereas you could have had Bam Adebayo or Donovan Mitchell, man. Man, man, man. That's where it all turned. But I don't think Blazer fans are getting fooled again. It's my whole point with this. I was guilty of it. I, I was sucked into some of the into the vacuum, as Neil O'Shea would say. But not, I, I think most Blazer fans are no longer sucked in. They they understand that we're being led by a buffoon. And he can be smart, but he for whatever reason is not making the obvious move to make this team better yet. Still has, ch- still has time, but as of right now, especially that report that came out on Friday, mind-numbing, turned down Pascal Siakam for CJ McCollum. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's that's where you get fired. That's where a, a, the, the, the owner of the team, the team president, whomever says, man, we got to let you go. And right now we don't really know how Jody Allen feels about any of this because we don't know if she even really fully understands exactly what it means to be an owner of a team couple more texts and we got to get going here i feel like a kid who knows his parents don't like each other anymore it's a hopeless feeling it does feel that way 100 percent. Um, but there's still a chance that they go to therapy and come back with a new power forward <laughs> see see what i did there uh this text says if they're not going to fire all then they should trade dame for all the young players and picks they can see what they can get for cj and nurk and move the f on i mean just put put fans out of their misery at this point like, i mean and then this text says olshay is smart but his weaknesses is ego 100 he is smart he has made some good moves but he thinks too highly of his own moves and olshay is an actor he's going to tell you tell us whatever he believes will work true that and uh we no longer buy it anymore and he's getting very defensive about it which is hilarious because he realizes that nobody's buying into his bs anymore so Let's hope that there is a trade coming, but Damian Lillard is returning from Tokyo and they did say, or Jason quick said, I remember on primetime that this would be about the time that he would start to think about where the team is before he makes an official decision. If he's going to stay or not right now, at this point, the team is not good. No, they're not. So welcome home, Dame. Welcome home. (laughs) Welcome home. All right. Coming up next hour. 
I want Rashad's thoughts on Team USA at the Olympic Games. We'll do that next. I have not watched a single game because I do not care about the Olympics. I've talked about this before. I apologize for those of you who want Olympics talk. That's not up my alley, and I do not care. But Rashad has watched multiple games. I saw the Team USA won gold after starting off so poorly. So that's cool. And uh, we'll get to that next. And also, we will begin our NFL previews. One division today, not two. But we'll begin with the... AFC East. Rashad's favorite team is in the AFC East. So we'll do that next hour as well. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.